not breaking news. Last week's geek news through the lens of two friends with opinions, theories, and fan casting. This is Geek Speak Last Week! Hey guys, welcome back for more Geek Speak Last Week. I am Ed, and this is my co-host, main man, Brian. Brian, say hello. What's going on, people? Um, thank you guys for listening, and um, we just wanted to get into the news and subjects that we wanted to cover for the week. Um, I think that the bigger news that's on, on the docket is uh, the early reviews and reactions came back from Shang-Chi. And it's all positive from what I've read. I didn't even read one uh, and I scoured the internet. I didn't find one negative, like, oh, this is crap. This is terrible. Everything I found on the internet, again, that's not to say everybody has the same opinion, but everything I could find printed on, you know, social media, all was positive. And it's got me really excited. So, yep. I, it, I I read the same thing. I came across a news thing and it says, you know, earlier reviews are coming in and everyone's saying like, this is a game changer. It's, you know, basically almost everything that they said about Black Panther, but for different reasons. Yeah, exactly. They it, said it, this it, will it, be your new, your new favorite character, which exactly. means a lot, says a lot in, in the MCU because there's so many great characters that we all really know are. and love. So saying that's pretty big. And even back when, uh, Black Panther first came out they were kind of the same rumblings and I was like mm-hmm. I lo- I was already in the bag for Black Panther one of my favorite yeah, me Panthers. too me too and I was like okay let's see what they do and that movie is probably top three top four for me I love that me movie. too it blew it, bl- it, it blew me <laughs> away because I was already on board after seeing him in uh Civil War he was he was right. fantastic in yeah. Civil War. He even I love the fact that he had his own arc in that movie and it, it just that his art continued in his movie. Yeah. But what they did with that world was just fantastic. And it seems that they put the same amount of love and care and not just research, but just uh, respect yeah. for the culture uh, in this movie. Uh, and, and, and I'm really looking forward to that. I, 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 I am personally really looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, and I, I know you and I have talked, I don't, I mean, I think on the show as well as off the show about how we were wondering how well they were going to touch on the martial arts and the uh, overall mysticism of the character. And I think that by what I was reading, the reactions are saying that they have basically done that and then some. Which yeah. I, I was worried about the, the martial arts only because they're saying that they're the ones I've read are saying that this is the best action movie that Marvel has ever produced. That's saying a lot. Yeah, it um, is. But I mean, just look at the track record. And this is Marvel TV, not so much Marvel movies, but the Marvel TV stuff that Iron Fist show didn't deliver with the martial arts. There was a couple, Colleen Wings, uh, Fight scenes were decent. They were okay. But, I mean, they could have been so much better. So I, I, I hate to, like, jump in, but did you hear, no, the, no, absolutely. hear about the, uh, the, um, yes. the, the, stunt, the stunt guy 
that yeah. worked on the show basically saying, you know, he okay, so like what you just said is what made me remind what made me remember the article because yeah. he basically said that Jessica Henwick was training for hours a day, right? Every day. And they probably got footage that they could use of her, which why she looks so much better than everybody else in that show. And then they said that he like would he and he was talking about how his the schedule, Finn Jones was saying the schedule was tight, and he was just like, Well. But Jessica Hemwick is over here doing the thing for four hours. So why is yours so tight that you can't get in a couple of hours at least? You're why the you gotta lead be of this show. Before the show. Yeah, you, you are the lead of the show. It's your job to make sure that you do these things. You know, I, I, I read that stuff about it and I was just like, that's that the fault falls on the production. It falls on all the people who were involved in it. And basically comes down to the actor. He just wasn't interested in doing it. He wasn't Listen, invested. So if 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 Into the Badlands can make Nick Frost look like a badass, right? Yeah. Yo, you have there's you have nothing. You have no reason, no excuse. Yep. For your for your star, who's supposed to be one of the best martial artists in the world. Yeah. In the as the character, to be as bad as they were in that role. Yeah. It really wasn't. I mean, I'm gonna even, go out and said this. I'm gonna go ahead and say this. They should recast and absolutely. Christian Howard. I want my Christian Howard as Iron Fist. If we want, if we want comic appropriate Iron Fist. Now that we already, I, got, I, I think I, that I, would work physically and and all that stuff. I just don't know that they're gonna go that route. I think they want to go with a person that has clout. You know what I mean? I, I think that that would be is, what they do. Is, but you know why I say that? Because his partner Mike Mo. Is it wasn't anybody really? And true. he ended up in he ended up in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's playing true. fucking Bruce Lee. Yeah. So if you give somebody a chance and decide, you know, disregard all the controversy with that whole thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He said he did a really good job in the oh, role. Oh, absolutely. He was great in that in that role. So and- if you give somebody a chance that actually has the acting skill and the martial arts skill, mm-hmm. what? Dude, he'd kill it. He really would. And he I think wanted he would the too. I think anyway. you're right. I'm just but, thinking of the the studio thought. Oh no, no, you know I know. What I, I, mean? I know. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I mean, hopefully we do get that because, I mean, even with the fight scenes and stuff like that that are in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Black Widow, and even that last Black Widow movie was much better than other Black Widow performances that she's given, like fight-wise, fight scene-wise. Um, I still think that that stuff is uh, not not delivering a hundred percent, which it sounds like Chang Chi is. Which I was, I will say, okay, Captain in America, Captain. Uh, well, now it's Captain America and the Winter Soldier, but Falcon and the Winter Soldier was really mm-hmm. good with their action. Yeah, it was. They're, they they basically upped what they had done in uh, um, Winter Soldier. Yes. Because Winter Soldier had some really, really good hand-to-hand combat. So yeah, I think that that's good. probably up to, up until just recently, that's probably the best I've seen. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I think it was had a lot to do with the camera work as well. Because yes. it, was, it, it was allowing you to see the movement and not all that crazy cut stuff. I can't stand that. And they also knew when they were, they also knew to you instead of trying to hide it. Like when you, and when you put someone like Georges St. Pierre in the role mm-hmm. of Georges Batrock, 
Right. And you use him. And they did. And then they even brought him back. And I was yeah. good with that. It's like, cause they were like, you know, yeah, he's not, he's, he's, he's good. Like he, 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 he was good. At, so when we watched him do that, that triple kick on yeah. cap shield, like you're like, yeah, no, there were no wires. That was him. Yeah. yeah that was, that was one of the best fight scenes in. So all you the know, movies. So if you put the right people on screen, which is why I'm glad that Simu Lu decided, you know, to throw his name in the hat and in the ring like that, basically yeah. after Black Panther came out and he got it because he actually has the skill and the talent to mm-hmm. pull to pull off what they need to do. I I I, I like I, I was overjoyed. I was overjoyed with the casting. And I knew once they did that, that Marvel wasn't going to hire a director that was going to do the chop editing for something like this. Because like right. you said, you need to see it. You yeah. need to see it. So you're literally your jaw is dropping through these long fight scenes, these elaborate fight scenes. Yeah. And you know the good ones aren't going to be the flashy ones that they've shown in the trailers. Yeah. The good it's... ones are going to be the ones that we've only seen literally <laughs> the cut ones of, of, of like, you know, and, and I can't wait for those. Yeah. I, I, I'm really excited to see. And the guy has a visual style, even in, you can see in the trailers that they were released so far, it's going to be wild. I mean, was, yeah. It was, it was, it was literally like someone said, we want to do Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon for Marvel. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and they were like, but we're not going to go to go back to Ang Lee. And they found someone that had the visual flair and knew exactly what they were looking for and put mm-hmm. it right on screen the way you wanted to see. It. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited I'm, for I'm these early reactions check. already. Okay. I'm ready. I am going to be going to the theaters to see this, unfortunately, because I have to go to the theaters to see it, but I will be masking up to go see this. That being said, there is some backlash over the fact that they are not releasing it directly to uh, Disney Plus right now. Right. I, and we talked about it uh, last episode or two episodes ago, whatever it was. I mean, is it nice to be able to go on and, and, and watch it on Disney Plus, it is. At the same time, I went to see Black Widow when it came out in theaters because I wanted to see it on the big screen anyway. I think that, and like we said, eventually, <clears throat> after this, you know, whole lawsuit thing, things were going to be changing for these movies. We just knew that. I mean, it's it's kind of unavoidable that they would try to reconfigure how they're releasing these things. But at the same time, I I don't think... I think it'll probably be do better money wise than Black. I keep wanting to say Black Panther than Black Widow because you won't have that safety net of falling back on that Disney Plus. I think a lot more people are going to go out to see this, especially with the buzz that it's getting. And I, I think that Marvel is one of those franchises, much like Fast and the Furious and much like the Bond movies, where they're. I don't want to say they're the only, but they're the only ones I can think of that have that cachet where people are like, I need to see this one way or another, either I'm seeing it at home or I'm going to the movies and I'm paying the money and I'm, I'm, you know, going to go do it. People need to see these movies. They're invested. We're so far into it. Now you got all these TV shows that are intertwining. And I think that Disney is smart enough and Marvel's smart enough to see that. And I think that they almost, really can't lose even if they were putting it on disney plus they're not going to lose 
But I think with all this legal ramification stuff, they've kind of had to step back and go, you know what? We can't, we can't do it. Let's just throw it in the theaters and hopefully it'll do the numbers that they want it to do. And I think it will. Now that being said, a lot of the backlash is coming from people saying that they don't want to go see it in theaters because of Delta, because of the Delta variant and the resurgence. And also they're not sure so, so far, nobody has, no, no states have shut anything back down. Yet. Right. That being said, if things keep going on the course they're going, they may have to shut down things. Not shut them down, shut them down, but to the point where still no movies and, 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 and no gyms and, and stuff like that again right. for a little yeah. while. And I think there's some people that are worried that are like, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I'm not even going to chance it if there's even a, a chance that it could go in that direction because that means things are serious. So I'm not trying to chance it in the theaters, which I understand. I do get that. But don't, don't be mad at Marvel Disney, actually for Disney, for doing this as just a theatrical release because they have already said that once it leaves the theaters after the 45 days. Right. It'll show up. It'll be right there on streaming. Yeah. So it's not even like you're not even, it's not even like they're not going to get the chance to see it anytime soon. It's literally like a, a month and a half away. That's it's another, just how, you it's just have just, to wait. You it comes down to, to how much do they, how much do they really want to see it? And yeah. if you're a person who is not going to go to the theaters because you're worried about, um, worried about the delta strain and sure that's your prerogative if you're a person who is like you know what i'm i don't think it's a big risk and i want to go see it and that's i fall into that boat to be honest with you um i'm going to see it and for people to be worried about seeing it 45 days later on a streaming site then you know i don't i don't see i don't know i don't see where they could be upset you know what I mean? It's not like they're like, no, it's never coming to streaming. You know, or you gotta wait six months. Right. And even if you did, that's your prerogative. You could go see it in the movies if you wanted to. You know, it's just you don't want to, and that's understandable. And I get it, but you can't be mad because you have to wait for something. And it's also we grew up in a time when you didn't see a movie on video home release for what almost a year. I can yeah, remember. I can remember seeing Batman 89 in the movies and being like, oh, I can't wait till that comes out on on VHS. I can't wait. And the following Christmas, the following Christmas, not that Christmas, the following Christmas, it finally came out. And I was like, oh, this is great. And my mom got it for me for Christmas. But I mean, that was a whole year and a half. So I, I, I am a person who doesn't really, you know, I like things to be available automatically. Obviously, everybody does. But if I have to wait six months, a year, I'm okay. I'm not okay with it. I roll with it because I'm like, ah, I've had worse. You know what I mean? It's just like everybody being upset about what comes out content wise. It's like, yeah, you could be upset about it, but we literally had none of this before. So I'm just, I take it in. Some of it I like, some of it I don't like. And I'm just happy that it's there because it wasn't there when I was a kid. So they're not, they're not caring about the 45 days later. They just, like you said, they just want their instant gratification. And yep. if they don't get it, the, the, the alternative is 
it doesn't matter what the alternative, the alternative could literally be two days later. And that's not good. No, it has to be the day they want it. So exactly. So it's, and they, I guess they, what it comes down to is the legal stuff obviously is, is a big part of this. So if they can, I mean, if they could, they probably would have already come to an agreement of, okay, it's going to go on streaming and in theater same day, but it doesn't seem like that's the case because this is also new. Anything that's in the can or in production as of right now, probably isn't going to be covered under those rules of being able to, to come out on both platforms no, no. so the next few things that are coming down the pike external uh eternals spider-man far from home or spider-man no way home and what else am i missing uh doctor some of the strange tv sh- until next year doctor strange it's probably all going to fall under the category of oh it's going to be in theaters only because these contracts that are in place don't allow for it to be on both without having legal ramifications so it is what it is maybe going down the line if you know shang chi part two may end up having a dual release because it will be in the verbiage of the contract and that will be something they can do but as of right now by then that might be their 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 thing that might just be the way things go now at that point yeah exactly I, I, like I said, I just want to go see, I just want to see the movie. I'm going to go see the movie. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, like if people choose not to, that's fine. Then, you know, like someone actually said, you know, then, you know, don't, don't tank the movie then like, then go buy a ticket and give it to somebody that's willing to see it or something like that. Like, yeah. or, or something, but don't. I mean, people nowadays know. are just so petty that they will literally go on and try to, Rotten Tomato bomb a movie because they didn't have the chance to see it the way they want to see it. You know what I mean? That's crazy. I hope that doesn't happen. I really hope that doesn't happen with this. I I really do. I hope it doesn't, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past people. You know what I mean? Like they'd be just, I'm so, I'm I'm so upset because I can't get to see it on Disney plus. I'm going to ruin the chances that the movie has. It's just stupid shit, but kind of is the way things are. So sucks yeah. but hopefully uh you and i maybe our ticket purchases will matter and it'll do the numbers it needs to and the only thing i'm worried about is say i don't think it's going to happen but say in the next few days they do end up shutting down theaters and they can't put it on disney and we're waiting till they re- oh, reopen. why everything. would you even say that it's a possibility this this is a podcast where we talk about things. To just keep stuff like that in your head. It's like, <laughs> never supposed to say the things like that. That's that's like oh, it's just everything. Everything's so up in the air. Back. You no, don't know. You don't no, know what's going to happen. You don't so. ever say them. No, don't, you don't ever say those thoughts. I don't want it to happen. I'm just saying exactly. It could that's why happen. you keep it in here. You don't put it in happen. the ether for the world to mess with you and be like, ha I heard you. Yeah. I heard well, you. Well, devil's advocate and all that. So I just wanted to, you know, it, it's been, it rolled around in my head, but I'm hoping that that doesn't happen. But that would fucking suck so bad. Yeah, it would. I'm going to blame you too. <laughs> I I will not take the blame on that one. I bl- I'll be I'm like, yo, it's all his fault because he said it out loud. <laughs> this is a lot doing of fine and then he let those words come out his mouth oh, that's a lot of stress don't put that on me i don't want that's that like to, that's like that's like when people go what's the worst that can happen why would you even ask that <laughs> the fuck's wrong with you yeah everything's true. good you do realize now this tree is about to fall on you, you right? know what 
I can always go back and edit this out. So that's always, <laughs> that's always a, an option, you know? <laughs> um, well, I guess pivoting off of that subject and this really, it's, it's going to be a bad segue, but speaking of good action in movies and TV, I'm going to go to Titans. Uh, season three just dropped with three new episodes. So I take it you really do like that show. I do like the show. Here's the thing. I like a lot of things that aren't very good. So I'll say that up front. I'll say that up front, but I do enjoy the show. But there's a couple of things. The action is very uh, CW-ish. It's very Arrow-esque. There's a lot of things going on in dark, you know, warehouses and nobody's around and all that stuff. You know what I mean? It is in alleys. It really is. I mean, the, uh, the budget's a little bit higher. But it's not, it's not movie quality. It's yeah, not, it's not because their suits are a lot nicer. I'll tell you that much. Yes, but it's not Disney Plus money. You know what I mean? It's okay. They're they're not on that level. But I do enjoy it. I like the characters for the most part. Um, I like the actors that they cast. Um, actually, one of the guys who we just brought up, uh, Alan Richson, he plays uh, Hank uh, Hank Hall Hawk. Yep. Um, the girl uh, that they cast as Dove is very good. I mean, every everybody in the show is good except for the guy who plays Batman. Who is I don't a know. Great actor. He's, he's a great not, actor. I love him. Not the right person. He is not right for the role, man. I don't like, understand soon, what they were thinking. As soon as I heard he was, I was like, they were like Lane Glenn. I was like, yeah, it's just I know that man, and then I and I'm like, you know, he's not right for that role. He's, no. He's, no, it's not. It's not a good fit. And I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know where they were going with it. I don't know why they cast him. But I, I will say the rest of the cast that they rounded it out with is very good. Uh, the girl who plays Starfire, Anna Diop is her name. Beautiful. Um, Minka Kelly was the other girl's name. I couldn't think of it. Um, but everybody's really good in it. Um, it's just they have a lot of things in this show that if they just let breathe a little bit would be much better in a payoff kind of way for a show. I felt that way since season one and like they were So it building... just feels like they're sprinting all the time? All the time. I mean, first three episodes, you already know who the bad guy is, something big happens, and then you get the reveal of who was behind the whole thing. And it's like, guys, this is something you that could was, That's the first up. three episodes of this season? Of season three, yeah. And you already know what's going on. It's like right out of the gate. They are jumping in. And it's, I don't know if they're just worried that they're going to get canceled. So they're trying to jam as much in as they can. Maybe that's what's going on. But if I feel like if you've made it three seasons, you should be able to start, like, you should let yourself breathe. Like, you made it three seasons. You haven't gotten canceled yet. So stop rushing to tell your stories. Yeah. And it's, it would do so much to have this specific season deal with this next season. There's something that happens in the beginning of season. I don't want to spoil for anybody who hasn't watched yet, but something major happens. And if they would have just gestated on that and waited till next season to address it, 100% better. Um, the other problem, major problem that I have with the show is, the forced like cursing and language 
I don't mind people cursing and, and when it's, you know, when it's just, I guess, realistic and kind of just flows with what's going on. This is just every other words, an F-bomb or an, a motherfucker or this or that. And I'm like, why? It doesn't, it doesn't add anything to because it's anything. That's what I'm saying. It's just so forced. And I'm like, that this is a literal a line. I, I wrote this down. Hank is talking to Dick Grayson and he says, we should have killed that motherfucker. We fucking had him and we fucking let him go. This is all one sentence. This is a sentence. And he goes, but we're going to get him next time. So head fucking up. He couldn't just say head, keep your head up, head fucking up. I'm like, why, why are you doing this? It's, don't make any sense. Like, wow. I don't know. And then it's just, and the music drops in this are brutal. Edgy Hawk. It's so, it's, yeah, it's just, it's but like. Hawk has always been edgy. So if anybody's going to be dropping five. But it's all of them. It's everyone in the show. It's Dick Grayson, totally out of character. I mean, almost everybody in the show drops an F-bomb or something. You know, it's just edgy for edgy's sake. And I don't know if they were trying to fit in with the whole Snyderverse thing. I really don't know. But if they dropped that and got rid of that, it would make the show a lot better, in my opinion. Um, I can deal with the the fight sequences not being terrific. I can deal with the, you know, the production quality not being up, you know, on par with Disney+. Plus. And even casting decisions like they did with Batman, but when your your dialogue is seems like it's written by like a fifteen year old, you know, edge lord. I'm like, come on, I don't understand it. It's just, it, you've been doing this like even on a season one of a show. You know how they try to get their footing. They try to like see what works, what doesn't. This is season three, and they're still doing the same shit. And I'm like, guys, please get it together like i want to like your show and i tell people to watch it because i do like it i i enjoy seeing those characters mostly because i like the characters and people literally will say the things that i'm telling you now like oh, i don't like it because they're always forcefully cursing and and acting like too edgy and it's true i can't even deny it i can't like i told one of my friends who loves comics as much as you and I I was like you, you should really watch it. he's like I won't watch it I said why not he said in the first trailer he says uh, Dick Grayson says fuck, fuck Batman. Batman and he's yep. like Dick, Dick Grayson would never say that I'm like yeah you're right it gets better though it's not only that he's like doesn't matter I won't watch it and I can't even argue with him because he's right it shouldn't have been in there you know what I mean like it's that kind of thing that really kind of the show stubs its toe a lot you know what I mean like if it could get out of its own way. Literally, could have just changed that line. Because the whole thing was he drops in and is like, aren't you supposed to be with the bat? And, yeah. Or something like that. And his line could have been like, do you see a bat? Yeah, anything other than that. Because even though the show plays on the contention between Dick Grayson and, and Batman, it's he still has love for Batman. He still has this he's my father figure. I don't agree with him. He did some things to me, but he still stands sticks up for him a lot because people are coming for him a lot in this. They kind of blame everything on Batman in this show, to be honest. And they're like, Dick, don't you realize he ruined your life? He made you this, you know, this person that you really shouldn't be. And he's like, yeah, I know, but he's my dad, like that kind of thing. Whereas the language 
it, it just leads you to believe he don't give a shit about Batman. So it's it's not totally doesn't jive, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. and I like I said, the the music choices in this show are very odd. Like just they should I don't know. I've seen enough shows and I'm no professional, don't get me wrong, but I've seen enough shows where when somebody's brooding and they're like doing something like say, say they're looking at the, in, in one of the episodes, Superboy is actually trying to figure out a way to save a character. And he's looking at a computer and the music in the back is like some indie rock nonsense. And I'm like, just have it like be instrumental, like pensive music. Like mm-hmm. I don't need to hear whatever band that was in the background and shit like that. It's just weird. It just, it, it's totally takes you out of the moment when you're watching it and you're like, this is a weird choice. Why are they doing this? All that being said, I did enjoy the first three episodes. It sounds like I didn't, I do like the show. I just wish it would be what I think it could be, which I think it could be a really good show. And if it right holds now, your, if it holds your attention enough that you're three seasons in and still invested, then it's doing something right. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, yeah, I didn't I, I just give up on it. it so. I, I can't fault on it if it's doing that. So, yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with just the, the good grace of the, the Titans characters themselves. Like I have a lot of love for those Titans characters. As soon as I realized, okay, this is an older Dick Grayson. He's eventually going to become Nightwing. I was like, I want to see that. And that happens in the first few seasons. And so it kind of, it, it gives you a lot of the things you want, but at the same time, it, it could be better. I just wish it would, I wish it would go to that next level where people would want to start watching it as much as I tell them to. Because <laughs> literally, I think I've told maybe 10 people that are into this kind of stuff. And I was like, yo, you should really watch it. You should check it out. And it's always the same thing. It's like, yeah, but the, the force stuff, it's too, it's like, seems like it's trying too hard to be edgy. And I'm like, you're right. I'm not, I can't even argue with that. I do say, you know, watch it, give it a chance. But if, if, if you're out on that, then you're out on that. You know what I mean? It's not even something you yeah, can Yeah, because if it's not going to go away, then, then like. Exactly. Then I couldn't then, even say. Some people just can't. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't even say, oh, well, season one is bad with that stuff, but season two, it gets better because it doesn't, it's the same shit. And season three is again, the same thing. And I'm like, guys, please stop this. So there's only three episodes out right now. Um, the actor who's playing uh, Scarecrow, while he's pretty good in the show, there was all kinds of stuff came out in the, in the news that he was like terrible on set. And like, I think it was like sexual misconduct and stuff like that. So I doubt he's coming back. Um, which is a shame because it's kind of like a Hannibal Lecter kind of deal they got going on. Ah. Dick Grayson's going to him for advice on how to find this new villain. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a shame that that guy won't be back because he was actually pretty cool. And he's um, an actor who was on Mad Men. I don't know if you watched that at all, um, but he was kind of like a smarmy asshole in that show. And in this, he's like, I'm so smart. I can do everything. And he has to help doesn't have to help. He does help Dick Grayson try to find the guy he's looking for. So again, all I'll say is if you haven't watched it, give it a shot. You may end up liking it. And this, this third season, while it's not perfect, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. And it's touching on 
a storyline in the comics that I really like. So I'm hoping that it, that it kind of uh, delivers at least a good season for it. Well, it sounds like it's doing pretty good. So, like I said, it, it's if, if it's still got you despite the issues, then yeah. it's doing something. Yes. Um, the other thing that we wanted to, to discuss was, uh, I guess, season one, episode one of What If. And you have had a chance to watch that, correct? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. Cool. I yeah, it was pretty fantastic. I mean, I love the art style. The art style is fantastic. Um, I really liked all the voice casting. I didn't know. I couldn't even tell that that wasn't Chris Evans as Captain America or as Steve Rogers, I should say. I thought that was him until I looked up the credits and saw it wasn't. Um, but they had yeah, the majority actually, of the people come back. It was actually the, the, the dude uh, that played Spider-Man in the Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon. Oh, really? Josh, yeah, Josh Keaton. Okay, I didn't even I didn't make the correlation. I I looked them up and I was like, oh, that's not Chris Evans. I yeah, it sounded I, just I, like him. I'm kind of a voice actor geek when it comes to certain things. Yeah, but like only like not all voice actors, but there's certain people whose names I definitely recognize. And I saw Josh Keaton. I was like, oh, he was also yeah. I, I was like yeah. I was like that, that's that's great. Um, yeah, he was really good. I I was. I was like, that's a really good, like, while I was watching it, I was like, that's a really good Chris Evans. That's, that's yeah. a really good impression. I was like, and then, like, like you said, they got most of the, like, everybody on that, in the cast was from the movies, ex, um, except uh, Hugo Weaving wasn't there, but they still got the dude that. Right. That they got him the in, voice in Infinity War. Yeah. I thought it was also and, interesting that they kind of changed they kind of have to, or they would have to pay him royalties, I'm sure. Um, they kind of changed the way Johan Schmidt looks prior to becoming a Red Skull. He doesn't yes. really look like Hugo Weaving, which right, sure right. was on purpose, you know what I mean? Because they can't use his like likeness right. or whatever. But, uh, yeah, that that guy, he does a great uh, – Ross Marquand, yeah, he was good. Yeah, he does a great Hugo Weaving, so he was really good. The addition of um, Bradley Whitford – as yes, he, returning is the role that he played in the short. Oh, right. I didn't even remember that. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Good, good call. Good, good pull there. I didn't even remember that. Um, but yeah, he was very good in it. Um, I love when he's like, he like all the, the montage goes on and then he's on the phone. He's like, yeah, Mr. President, we, we thought you'd like this. And yeah, when he's been trying to, trying to shoot it down the whole time, which was pretty funny. Um, I really liked the Cthulhu kind of monster thing. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, a lot of people keep going, oh, yeah, that's Shumagorath. I'm like, no, 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 that, that's not Shumagorath unless they change what Shumagorath looks like because Shumagorath has an eye in the center, not a big old gaping maw like he did. Yeah, I didn't like even that, make that, that connection. I just kind of figured it was some interdimensional. I thought know. it was Shuma at first, and then I saw the mouth, and I'm like, well, that's not Shuma Gora. Nope. Yeah. I figured it was just generic interdimensional, you know, creature. I um, really liked that episode, though. Yeah, and I it was like very cool. She, I like that she ended up grabbing the sword, by the way. Like, yeah, that was cool. 
Um, and also the way that, you know, she kind of comes out of the, uh, the other side with the cube and sees uh, Kate, uh, Christ, Nick Fury and uh, Hawkeye standing there kind of like in the, uh, in the movie, which was cool. Um, the one thing I will say, I, I was expecting them to do this and they didn't, was to make, I guess, I'll say why I guess they didn't do it, but to make Steve Rogers become the Winter Soldier. I thought that was going to happen for sure after he drops into the, you know, into the snow. I was expecting that. I'm, I guess I'm kind of glad they didn't do it, but it would have been cool if they didn't have him come back and like he just, you know, dies off screen and we don't know. And right. he came back later in the season as that version of the Winter Soldier. I thought that would have been interesting, but and something like that could still even happen. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because we don't know what else is happening. We don't know how, what happened during the war after she disappears. True. Yeah. And I just like, so I, I, I enjoyed the whole thing. I love Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark even more. Yeah. Now, um, he was just hilarious in that. Um, it was it was just really well done. And I and I, I can't wait for the next episode because if they're all that quality, like yeah. there was a lot that happened in that one episode. And and it, it and like I'm like, I could watch a movie of that. Like if they're all that good, yeah. I I will I'm gonna eat this up. There's there's I watch a lot of YouTube videos and there's some you know Easter eggs and theories. So there's a theory going around that she might be another Nexus character. And we oh, okay. could see a live action version of her in um, Multiverse of Madness. I would love If they that. were able to keep that. Uh-huh. Haley Atwell is, oh my God, fantastic. I would love, I would love that too. And I would love to get, because she was so good in Agent Carter. Yeah. So to see her playing like... Captain Carter in live action would be fantastic. I, yeah. I would, I would, I would, I would, I would love that. I don't know if it'll happen because of the simple fact that like that movie didn't, I don't, that movie is, they're just starting filming, right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. So then we may end up hearing about something like that or they could even keep, or they might be able to finally keep something under wraps for once. But, that would be cool if if something like that popped up in, in the movie and you weren't expecting it. That would be great. Because I don't know how likely that is. That's no, no. But I do believe she's going to be a central figure in the series. I think so too. I um, believe she's going to show up in a bunch of episodes. And I'd be all for that. I mean, really. I, I'm also, and and you and I talked about this. I don't know if they're. It seems at one point they're all going to be interconnected somehow. Because you see yep. that you see that uh, shot from the Avengers, where the, they're all spinning and it's all the characters that look like from the show. Mm. I don't know if it's going to necessarily follow that same timeline of her coming through the portal, and then these events are happening concurrently, or if it's just different times, different realities, different uh, universes slash you know. Well, they did say a, the multiverse got a new hero. So that could be taken two different ways, as in the multiverse has received another hero, as in, you know, all the different heroes that we'll be seeing, right. or she could be a hero of the multiverse. True. 
That's true. Never really thought of it. Of all different realities. Yeah. And she could be the one linchpin in all these things that are going on. That would be interesting. Which could make her their version of Captain Britain. I was expecting them to go that way eventually. Um, because and then we'll get our then we'll get like our mainstream Captain Britain down the line. Yeah, that would be cool. But you're introducing the idea that there is a Captain Britain and the Captain Britons are connected to the multiverse and 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 everything else because they are in in the comics. There's like there's like bunch there's a bunch of different Captain Britons because they're all from different realities. And wasn't that also, or is this is this Dane Whitman that I'm thinking of, Black Knight? Wasn't there a uh, Captain Britain like throughout time, like over the centuries, or is that just Black Black uh, Knight that I'm thinking of? Um, there, there have been, but they've been chosen at different point on um, different periods or something like that. Like back to Arthurian times, and that's what I was yeah, thinking. Like but I might be up, wrong. Yeah. yeah. Like I believe, I believe Captain. I, I do believe that in their version, like Arthur was. Captain Britain. Right. So I know today's and Tuesday. So, we're, we're recording as of Tuesday, and the new episode dropped. I haven't watched it yet, but this is the Star Lord Black Panther becomes Star Lord episode. Yeah, so that'll be the moment. Can't wait for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I, I really did enjoy the show. I really, like you said, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the art style. Um, I thought it was very fluid. Um, the fight, the, the scene where she's first using on her first mission and she's in that fight and she's just like whipping the shield all over. I was just like, yeah, that, that looks amazing. Yeah, and even she even does the stomp on the shield to bring it up to her arm thing. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot in that short episode that, you know, I'm looking forward to more of these uh more of the series so obviously we'll get did they say how many are being released yet no no just okay. they they're literally only releasing like information about the next episode they are they're not trying to tell us anything i kind of so. like that i kind of like that i guess the other thing we'll we'll touch on we both got a chance to see the the batman along halloween and yes. do i guess a quick review of what we thought of that which um, I was on board. I thought that was really, really good. Well done. It's a story I love. And um, I thought that the voice cast, although I didn't know that I necessarily wanted these people to play these characters, I thought they all did a really good job. Jensen Ackles was amazing as, as Batman. Um, Naya Rivera. Congratulations as, uh, on graduating from Red Hood to Batman, sir. Yeah, yeah, really good. I mean, I, I honestly didn't have too many flaws with it i thought it was very well done I, I appreciate that it was the two parts where they didn't have to kind of congest everything into one um what were your thoughts i think they should keep doing that if they're whenever they do any adaptations as long as it warrants it um i don't think red sun warranted a two-parter mm -hmm. um but i think this definitely did and um it, it allowed the story to, to breathe and, and they needed to, they, they, they really needed to, to breathe. That is now a story that you can rush. Right. Um, I, agree, I agree wholeheartedly about the voice cast. Um, 
I thought uh, Josh Duhamel was an amazing two-face. Uh, yeah. Excuse me, uh, Harvey Dent in two-face. Yeah, he um, was very, uh, very good and not at all. I didn't expect that from him, and he did a really good job. No, he's, he's actually someone that, since he hasn't been in anything like Marvel or DC, if they ever did bring, uh, you know, Harvey Dent into the new the Batman movies, I could see him playing the role um, in live action. Um, yeah. Unless they wanted to go younger. I mean, he's not a spring chicken anymore, but true. I mean, yeah, true. Regardless. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really, really, really good adaptation. Um, DC's animated adaptations have been pretty spot on, uh, going all the way back to New Frontier. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I, I just really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, I would definitely say anyone that's uh, a fan of a Batman, uh, if you are a fan, you should see this. If you are a fan of that comic, you should see this. And uh, if you're just a fan of good animated movies, you should see this. I- yeah, it's definitely one of those where you and I have spoken about it. I, I have a lot of blind spots when it comes to the animated stuff. Not necessarily for any other reason that I just haven't gotten around to it or haven't had the time. But this is one I would say put it at the top of your list. This one, um, Under the Red Hood, I thought was amazing. Um, we had both talked about previously uh, about Death in the Family, which you were saying I should probably get the physical media get of. Get the physical copy so you can do <clears throat> choose your own adventure, man. Yeah, which I'm, I think I'm going to take you up on that. Uh, and then there's, you know, I really enjoyed what they did with year one and also yes. the Dark Knight returns yes that was two-parter as well and i really enjoyed that i liked hush i Hush was really good but i there was something about it and i love that story that's one of my favorite books of all time it's jim lee art it's fantastic for some reason there was something about it that i was like yeah i kind of like it i get it's because that that to me as good as it was should have been two parts because hush yeah they did rush hush because hush was a 12 issue miniseries not miniseries Twush, hush was literally a year-long storyline yeah right they started like at the beginning of the year and it was over by the end of the year it ran the entire year that's that 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 line of batman was just hush and then they did the same thing with superman and uh like a year later yeah and um with the actually with the exact same team just writing superman yeah um and it's that's I think it was good, but it could have been better, and mm-hmm. and 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 that's why I think some people were disappointed with it. Um, but I I did I I did enjoy it. Uh, I even enjoyed the death of Superman and the way they were able to write that into their version of the New Fifty Two world that they had created with their animated movies. So. Um, yeah, this one was another good one. Um, I, 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 I look forward to the, the next movie that they do in this line because, okay, spoiler alert, everybody. And Ed, you didn't even see this, so but you, you know because we already had this conversation. Right. Um, this, these two movies um, are part of the new... DC universe that they are building uh, that they started with Superman, Man of Tomorrow. 
And what I like is, is that they're sneaky because they don't tell you that any of these movies are connected. They just kind of start, let you watch the movie and you find out as the movie's going on. Right. Yep. So when I watched War, uh, Justice Society World War II, I noticed it was in the same art style, but I had no clue whether we were about to be connected. Right. So when the flash starts and it's in Metropolis, it's like, oh, okay, this is great. And then my man ran into the city to go do some superhero stuff and runs right into Superman from Man of a Tomorrow. Having his own adventures outside of that movie. So yeah. I'm like, what? And it and then at the end of that, he Superman and you know and 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 Flash have a conversation where Flash basically has just met a, a team of heroes and like we should do something like that. So in the back of my mind, when I saw the trailer for this new movie, I was hoping, you know, you know, I was like, oh, same art style, maybe we'll get a connection. But then I was thrown off because you know, just like Batman the animated series, they had like all the like anachronistic styles of like technology and stuff you know like all the cars are old school and everything else and i'm like oh so this isn't going to be in the same world but no lo and behold spoiler people end of the movie flash shows up post credits with <laughs> green arrow in the background yeah. on halloween that's big news man that's uh it's a thing where you just you weren't expecting that. And even, you know, we had, we had talked about it uh, off podcast, but I was like, Whoa, well, what's going on here? And then you kind of filled me in on what else had happened. So yeah, they're definitely leading into something bigger and I'm wondering what the next installment will be. I, 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 I personally feel like the next movie might be a justice league movie for the simple fact that they started with, Superman Flash joins up with Superman. The next person that we meet is Batman. And then when we next see some recruitment, it's not just Flash, it's Flash and Green Arrow. Right. So or there may be you know, other other members of the team already in place. We're just seeing these ones. After the fact. Yeah. So I'm like really excited, disappointed again because it's showing that they can do this in animated form so well. Yep. Yep, if they could only do it in live action, but it's just like I said, you don't. I never even knew. So I had, and I, and with this movie, I had hope. I literally, I sent that in a text to somebody. What if they at the end credits scene, they have something? Flash shows up at the end to talk to Batman about joining the Justice League that they're building. I really didn't actually expect it to happen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the, the fact that, like you said, and they're and they're sneaky about it. They. Just keep doing and in Superman, they do mention Batman. Don't get me wrong. And Martian Manhunter does show up in that. But right. they and they do, but they mention Batman. Like there's like a, a newspaper clipping and there's like a blurry photo of him in it. Okay. And I, and I, oh, okay, there we go. It's like, like, so just doing that. And I'm like, see, you know how to do it right. So why can't you do that in the movies? Well, that's uh that's the the big thing. I mean, like we said uh on the last episode, we we covered the Suicide Squad, so it's a, a big uh, step in the right direction, what they're doing live action. So hopefully these guys can course correct and kind of get on board with the uh, quality of movies that they can make in live action, um, especially when it comes to this is no-brainer stuff. I mean, you already have all these characters and you already have most of them cast. All you got to do is get them to make them. 
and have them written well. That's 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 all you have to do. But that seems to be a big task for these guys. So I would, if I, I mean, if I were the studio, they should just start, you know, cherry picking. Start cherry picking the writers for that have done previous, you know, Marvel movies that have done them well, like McFeely and uh, what's his name? I'm I'm forgetting his name right now. Um, Chris McFeely. They did the uh, Winter Soldier. Oh yeah. I mean, those guys. There's there's several that I could think of that have written really good movies. Just get them. Just go back to the well. I mean, yes, is it cheating? Kind of, you know, quote unquote. I don't care. I just want them to make decent, well written movies that actually make sense. And personally, I feel like you should just you should have just the have the comic writers write them, right? Do that, or just have the animated writers write them. Yeah, that would work too. Literally, they're doing their job and they're doing it well. So just have them put their stuff, and then that's it. Yeah, I think it would it would work you well. Over, you let it, and we tweak it a little bit, and that's it. Because seriously, like they Green Arrow, I mean Green Arrow, Green Lantern, First Flight. You yeah, tweak a couple of things in that story, and you could have easily thrown that same movie on the on the big screen. You just yep. tweak a couple of things, like the ending, the way that whole thing ended with the giant lanterns and all of that. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. But, but but training day in space, yes. That's all it is. Yes. All you need it to be, which I, I think that they're kind of going to do that with the HBO series that's coming out, that yeah. HBO Max series. Hopefully, it'll be good. Um, the few pieces of casting news I saw on that seemed pretty decent, but then again, you know, you never know with these things. Unfortunately, you never know if it's going to be good or bad. Um, but talking about good stuff that we do like. And kind of back on the same train as uh as is the animated stuff, and we thought it would be fun to just talk about our top five animated TV shows. Um, with all the animated stuff that's been in our episode this week, we thought that that might be cool. Um, I know that you have five and a few honorable mentions, so I'll let you go first, bro. Oh, thank you. You're so nice. Um, I'm gonna go with my honorable mentions first because. I I watch a lot of shows, so as I was trying to think of them, I was thinking of them for, like, my top five, and my top five aren't in any specific order. I don't have a, this is my favorite, this is my second favorite. They're just shows that I really, really like. Um, but my honorable mentions are the Harley Quinn animated show, just because it's freaking ridiculous. Um, I actually, after after you brought that up, I watched, it was a, like a little clip of, it was all the best moments with Bane. And I was hysterical laughing, dude. The whole time oh, I was Bane. like, this is great. Oh my God, Bane. I, I have to watch it. I, it's on my list. I think I'm going to try to get to it. It's so funny how oh, he just, God. he's the strongest person in the room, but everybody treats him like garbage. Which oh is my God, dude, the, the show is so good. It's just, it, it, was it turns so many things from Batman's world just upside down that it's just, I, that's why I love that show. Like every time I'm like, they can't do anything else that's going to make, like, that's going to shock me. And then like the next episode, my literal, I'm just literally like this for, I draw on the floor for a good five minutes. Like, are they really, what the? Stop it! What are you doing? Yeah, it's bad. It's it's so bad. And Gordon, oh my God, Gordon! Oh, 
and it's the ca- and then the cast is what really makes it like when you find out who's voicing these people you're like right. oh, oh shit like christopher mm-hmm. maloney voices gordon and then that makes it worse because i love christopher maloney and yeah. he's gordon pathetic it's so sad like you feel so bad every time he's on the screen you're like oh poor gordon oh god what's wrong with him now oh god what's wrong and harley quinn is kelly cuoco correct yes 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 and um i forget who voices ivy but i absolutely love her that's pretty that's i mean it's good casting just because she looks like her so that ivy is just killing it but uh my other ones uh, are Teen Titans, just because I have a special place. The original for that. Teen Titans, not Teen yes, Titans. Not go. go, correct. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> go, go, no, go, no, go. Um, the Green Lantern animated show, because that actually is underrated and it was really good. I never watched it. Um, is that the one that has like the blocky like yeah. style? Basically, if they made they made the Superman animated show in. 3d okay yeah that's what yeah that's that's a good a good way to to say that because yeah it, it looked interesting i really enjoyed it at first i didn't like that art style for it and then like it kind of really grew on me and then uh-huh. the stories were really well done so i i enjoyed it um wolverine and the x-men x-men evolution and right, i got i got to talk real quick about wolverine and the x-men my expectations from that show i went in i'm like why are they calling this wolverine and the x-men wolverine's not the leader of the x-men blah 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 my my stupid fanboy shit kicked in that is one of the best shows x-men shows that's ever been made it's not the best but it's one of the best and it ended on such a i was so bummed out that it got canceled because we were going to get a cartoon version of age of apocalypse yep. and we never did and i was so pissed off when that happened i was like because i think i read the read something like when it was said oh it's not being picked up it's being canceled i'm like no no because that is my all-time favorite x-men story i know it's not a proper x-men story it's a what if kind of deal mm-hmm. but it's my favorite story it's spawned a lot of stuff don't don't know don't do that yeah well People know people. It's a thirty-year-old comic book by now, you know. So uh, spoilers. I'm sorry. I'll go back. Spoilers on that. But really, that show—it's not to be missed. And the art style is awesome. And yeah, and they told some really good stories. And and like got dark for a for a kids' cartoon. It did. It really did. And that was on. Was that on Disney? No, it was on Fox. It was on Fox. Okay. It was on some channel. I, yeah. And then it, and then it moved to, to, to Disney. I think it was on, um, not no, it was on Nickelodeon. Ne- wasn't it? Nickelodeon. Yeah, Nickelodeon. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. thinking. I was like, wow, yeah. it was dark for a Nickelodeon show. Yeah. Well, it was anyway, good though. I digress. I'm sorry. Go back to your list. It, no, you're good. You're absolutely good. It, it was, and it was a good, and it was, it, like I said, that's why it's in my honorable mentions. Cause it's a good show. Um, but my list is, uh, the first one I'm going to mention is Static Shock. Okay. One I've never and seen. It's Static Shock because there had never been a Black superhero show animated that was about a teenager, no less. And so... I was older than the character, but I could relate to a lot of the stuff that they were putting on that show for him. 
And this and is like it, the one that came out in the 90s on H. Yep. Oh, right. Yep. Yep. No, no, yeah. And it was well, the one that's currently on HBO. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I I really fell in love with it. I knew the character from the comic book. And I thought what they did as a reinvention of the character was fantastic. I loved how they actually started to bring real world events and these situations and things that would really happen in a black community for kids of color to deal with. Like I had never seen anything like that done in a cartoon before. Mm -hmm. And for it to be done with the superhero and always have a positive spin, even when it did get sometimes dark or even when they were dealing with some really iffy topics, I was on board for it. And my daughter came across it later on in life and also fell in love with it. Okay. And it, cause it, cause it still stands up 20 years later, you watch it and you're like, yeah, no, this is, they're still dealing with this stuff now. And the fact that like, it still stands up and that when you do something like the fact that they're rebooting the character now in comics and they're having to, they're not having to, but they're using a lot of, they're using some of the stuff that was in the show as part of what is now being thought of as canon. That uh-huh. says a lot. Yeah. Because it was, it was, it was, it was, they took a lot from the original comics for the show, but they created a lot for the show that you know, wasn't there before. And it really resonated with me just as a whole, just like it really did. So it had great show, great characters. And then the fact that later on it started to cross into the DCAU was just great. First you get your Batman and you're like, oh yeah, it's cool. And then you get Green Lantern and oh, okay, yeah. And then and it just turns into, and then the Justice League. And then he starts showing, then he showed up on Justice League. I thought that was unlimited great. or regular justice league unlimited. Okay. Yeah. 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 Once, the once in future thing episode. Okay. That through the three parter where they went through time. And I was like, yo, that was great. That was great. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was just a fantastic uh, show. Um, it's actually going to lead me into my next show because he ended up showing up on this show. Young justice. Yeah. Young justice. Um, Young justice. I'll throw it out there. That's my number five. Young Justice is an amazing show. Everybody should search it out. It is awesome. Young Justice, I called what it's like when it's like someone was like, we want to write a Justice League style show, but we want to use sidekicks. Yes. They will never, ever be sidekicks in the show. Mm -hmm. It will always be about them. And I'm like, okay. And it's so good because of the fact that they don't it's so different from teen titans yeah and they um, don't like you said the big thing is they don't lean on the justice league it they're completely autonomous the whole time they exist. and yes they exist and no i'm saying the, they exist but they the story never leads them like oh we need batman's help oh we need superman's help no, it's always no. self-contained within their team and they they handle it but it's great to see the, some of the adult heroes pop up every now and then. And that's, that's, that's what I really do enjoy about the show because you get a full DCU with these characters. Yeah. And then by the second and third season, you get them working alongside the adults on right. a regular basis. Yep. 
impressing the doing better than the adults. Mm -hmm. And I and I really, 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 really enjoyed that. The writing in that show is very strong. It's very character. It's very strongly character based. It's very the arcs are well plotted and thought out. It's it's made for grownups. It one hundred percent is. I mean, but it's but it's with kids. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I I was geared more towards it because it is it's a cartoon, but it's not a cartoon for kids. I mean, kids can watch it. My daughter watched it with me, and she liked it. But it's very geared towards adults because it's it's just the even the dialogue and all that stuff. I mean, it's not it's not adult in the way that the Titans is, where it's f this and f that every two words. But it's very cerebral and you need it's, to yeah. pay attention to what's going on it's yeah. mature yeah they're not deal we're not dealing we're not dealing with like i mean we are but we're not dealing with normal 15 and 16 year olds i mean these, right. these kids because of what they're dealing with and whatnot they're closer to they feel like they're closer to 17 18 yeah and then by the time you get to them at that point like you can't even really call them kids they are just like junior heroes at this point and they're not junior they're just heroes um yeah. I may be wrong, but you'll, you'll have to correct me. That's the first time that we get that version of Aqualad, correct? Yes. And yes. that version of Aqualad is badass. Yeah, he actually debuted in that show right around the same time he was debuting in the comics. Yeah, and that and they was... Had very diff- they have very different personalities and very different um, backgrounds in the comics, but they are yeah. the same. It's the same character. Yeah, I really like that. Um, I like that character. I, I yeah. like the way that from season to season, the characters would mature and then get out of their one identity into another identity also, which, you know, I guess it's kind of going to happen. But it was cool to see that because a lot of the times you're just stuck with one character being, you know, what was he, Speedy when he first started and then he became Red Arrow and Arsenal which was very cool. You know, I, I liked that a lot. And the reasoning behind everything was different. Like, yeah, now he's Arsenal because, well, spoiler, he loses his arm. Yeah, right. Robotic arm. But, but yeah, but yeah. So, and I like the fact that, you know, they take stuff from the comics, but they do their own thing. And they have, a, this is another show with a fantastic voice cast. Another <laughs> show with a fantastic voice cast. So, I, I, like, it's it's definitely in my it's one of my favorites um moving on and backwards i have to put all of this together because i can't just say i must say batman the animated series is my top but all of the dc animated you shows i love yeah i I, like batman is the top if i had to throw if i had to throw one batman's my favorite animated show of all time so, spoiler alert, that's on my number one. But that being said, if I had to throw out my own, uh, you know, one off of this list that I think should be included, it is Justice League Unlimited. That show is amazing. Every story is different. Every one, I mean, th- th- I think they even, they bring in so many characters from the comics. Some of them at the time, I didn't even know who they were. And I had to go and look them up and, and try to find out who they were and stuff. But I mean, that show from from one episode to the next is completely different. I mean, you had a Jonah Hex episode, you had a uh, uh, 
Adam Strange episode. You had, you know, just straight up Hawkman going back in ancient Egypt's episode. You had everything you could think of and then just people and, popping in and out. It's so good. And that's what I loved about when you say that. That's why I had to add, put the DCAU because I'm including Batman, Superman, Batman Beyond, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, all of those, because I've loved every one of them, all for different reasons. But when you're talking about Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, I love the format, the fact that Justice League was the two-parters for the first two seasons. And then when they went into Unlimited, it's, yes, it was episodic, but there was still a running story. There was a through story that went through. So you would still like there were things that you would have in, a, in one episode and then four episodes later, you're picking back up on that. And right. I love that. Like, I thought that was fantastic storytelling. So, yeah, that's that's why I have to put it that way. Um, and then uh, the other one is I couldn't I couldn't choose between the two because I love these two shows. This is for. For the same reason. And that's Spectacular Spider-Man and Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Okay. Earth's Mightiest Heroes is on my list as well. And it's, you know, the, the same reasons I'm sure you're going to say. Just terrific art, great voice cast. They were able to tell the stories that they were known stories, but do a spin on them where they were completely new. And They told classic stories. And modern stories. They told classic stories and modernized them. They told yeah. modern stories and gave it that classic feel. Yeah. Like I, it, it, show is it was amazing. It was an amazing. It, show. It, it really did. And this and I, when I say that about Avengers, I mean the same thing about Spectacular Spider-Man. But Avengers was the the art design on that was so good. It was just the it was as close to. Marvel's version of a DC animated art style that they were going to get. It was right. very stylized. It was very chiseled, very yep. uh, cartoony, but it worked so well. It was almost, it was almost uh, Kirby-esque yeah. in, in its style. And it was almost like someone took some Kirby and then they took some Ramita and then they took, like, literally they said, we're going to go over all of the classic art and mm-hmm. we're going to come up with an animated style that that encompasses all of that. And yeah. that blew me away. Now, yeah. Spectacular went a different direction. They went with... Um, Just an exaggerated look. They, went, the well, they went with a, a, an artist I absolutely love and, 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 and I'm honored to say I actually... I follow him on Facebook and he's one of those guys that actually responds directly to your comments. Oh, really? Not just, not just, Oh, thanks guys. I appreciate all the love. He okay. goes through and comments on everyone. His name is Sean Galloway, Sean okay. cheeks Galloway. Okay. Okay. Dude's art style is very interesting. And I really, really, have you watched the Hellboy animated movies? Yes. There you go. That's him again. Okay. Yeah, they're they, they're very they, good. They, and they pulled it. I mean, back I've seen, I've seen enough of Spectacular Spider-Man to to know what the uh, the art style is, and I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I I liked I like his art style a lot. I do like the exaggeration 
of like the head and the hands and stuff like oh, that. Oh God, yeah, it's so it was so good. And then and then and then that theme song for that show slapped so hard. Yeah. I hadn't heard a Spider-Man theme song that every time it came on, I didn't want to just walk out the room and come back when the show came on or whatever. Yeah. Or like like literally spectacular Spider-Man hit. And I was like, the first time I heard it, I was like, what's this? Oh. Oh, 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 okay. You got me dancing? All right. And then the show was so good. And they did things I had never, ever even thought of before for Spider-Man. Like, the Green Goblin's pumpkin bomb screamed when he threw them. (laughs) That's cool. That was freaking phenomenal because when he started throwing a bunch of them, all you heard, and I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah, that is true. so terrifying. <laughs> it's like it's literally like someone's throwing rock, throwing sky rockets, a, a bottle rockets at you, but yeah. they are blowing up cars. <laughs> like yeah. it was so cool to watch. So yeah, spectacular Spider-Man and Earth's Mightiest Heroes, two for the same reasons and for different reasons, but I loved them because they both felt classic and modern at the same time. And it just you couldn't, you couldn't. You couldn't give me better versions of those characters and those worlds at that time. Yeah. Like literally they gave me exactly what I needed from Marvel because I hadn't had a good animated show from Marvel in a really long time. And then they hit me with these back to back. And I was like, whoa, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And my final number five is not even a comic book one. Reboot. Had to throw reboot on there because it was a classic and it was the best CG animated show I had ever seen at the time. It set the bar for all other CG animated shows and the storytelling was just so wonderful. Like I, I, the world, they built a world in a computer. Hmm. And made you. Oh, that show. Yes. What the hell is he talking about? Yeah. Reboot. That show was never once watched it. It looked, oh my gosh! You it looked so much it looked stuff. so cheap that I would never watch it because I was older at that time and I probably just didn't get into it. I was never a computer person. I could care less about, but the fact that it was like literally, it was you're inside a computer, and then like literally the people's lives would be interrupted because the user would decide to play a game. Okay. And these, these game, these, and the game was a cube that literally dropped over a part of the city of mainframe, which was inside this computer. And every time a game, anybody that was within this cube was now sucked into this game and forced to play. You could either be, you'd end up being one of the heroes or just a non-player character or just people in the freaking crowd or whatever. But you were sucked into the, your whole life was literally just uprooted and changed just because someone was playing a game. And to me, that the thought of that was just hilarious. Just, 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 and, 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 and intriguing at the same time. Yeah, so, that's interesting. Like literally, imagine you're at work, sitting there doing whatever you do, and then all of a sudden, incoming game. Incoming game. And now you're driving around the city in, in, in F1 cars and, and racing and whatnot, trying to win this ring so you don't die. Because if you lose the game, you can get, you, you, you die. Huh. That yeah. sounds like an interesting concept. I just remember the, the art at the time, while it was pretty probably cutting edge at the time, I just remember looking at it and going, eh, that, that's a little, that's a little iffy. Oh, it is. But I was like, eh, I don't know. So I was, I never watched it. Not one episode yeah. ever. 
it, it was weird, but I, it grew on me. The characters grew on me and the world grew on me. And I, it's one of the things that stuck with me to the point of, there was literally, like, I'm, I still quote certain things from that show because it was just some of the weirdest shit that you would ever see, man. This is what I'm telling you. And that's why I'm like, I will never forget that show because it was just it was <laughs> awesome. Like, like, when I say the game would literally, like, at one point, people were in a, they were like, they, they got sucked into a game and they were in a diner when they got sucked into the game. And the cook and the short order chef were in the game and the short order chef was on the top of the dragon and the cook was, who's normally in the back, his name is Al. And he never says anything other than hot because that's only because he can't hear anything in the background. So he's like, Hey, Al, da, 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 da. Hot! so he's like, literally. So next thing you know, they're like, Al's working the, 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 the fire on the dragon. I'm like, what now? Like what? <laughs> This, this sounds and, like a and, fever and dream, by the way. I was working the fire on the dragon. Oh, you hear what? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, that, I, oh my god, <laughs> it's just the show. So yeah, reboot was a fantastic show. It actually, like I said, actually did a lot of really cool world building. Had some really interesting lore too by the second and third season. And that's, I think that's what got people really sucked in. Because by the second season, they started telling some stories, like some real stuff. And you're like, oh, this isn't just, just like fun anymore. Like, I'm invested in this world. Right. Like, yeah. It was yeah. awesome. It was awesome Tron, but weirder. <laughs> I'm going right, to right. I'm gonna have to try to look up some stuff on this. I know you I'm not going to You might be able to find it. some of that on YouTube. But don't, if you, if you don't look it up on Netflix, because they have a, they had a crappy reboot. You will not, I will, don't watch that. Don't. <laughs> um, if you come back and tell me I watched the shit on Netflix, I will, I will disown you. I will not. You already disowned me once because I brought up the whole Delta thing. So you can't, I, I, you can't disown I me. I didn't twice. disown you. I didn't disown you. I just said, I, I just said I'd blame you. <laughs> I'd still be your friend. Oh, okay. Good, good. But if I watch it on Netflix, we're no longer friends. I'm totally disowned. Uh, <laughs> yes. Good, good yeah, to know. Don't good watch that know. on Netflix. Don't do that to me. Don't do that. <laughs> um, so I already talked about two of the five I had down here, Young Justice and Earth, uh, Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. Um, my number three would be Spider-Man from 1994, the animated series. Just one of my all-time favorite shows. I mean, there's they Marvel was killing it. <laughs> They were making, they were making the Hulk show, which I really enjoyed. The the Silver Surfer show, the Fantastic Four show, but the two that always pop out, obviously, Spider Man. The again, just because they were taking these classic storylines and telling them as true as possible to that that form of uh, media. They had twelve part. They had like eight and twelve part stories in that show. Yeah, Neo I mean, sometimes it was, episode, like part 10. I'm like, damn, we still on the neogenic nightmare? Yeah, I mean, it started out in the first couple episodes. It was a two-parter. It was the, the what were they called? The Spider Slayers. Yeah. Uh, the Alistair Smythe and all that stuff. So, I mean, it, it went and as it got further along in the, in the uh, seasons, you would start to get cameos. I remember seeing for the first time the Punisher showing up on there. And it was weird because he had like a bluish outfit 
and it wasn't exactly what I was used to, but I was like, oh, Spider Man. Spider-Man. Yes, and, and the headband. And I was like, wow, this is wild. Um, and then later on, the X Men, and then later on, Fantastic Four. But they were telling these stories that you've read in the comics at that time. They told and Secret Wars. Doing it so well. I mean, yeah, Secret Wars, they were doing the uh, Sinister Six stuff. Um, which I think they called it the Insidious Six at the time because it wasn't yeah. the exact. They even did the. Exact lineup. They even did. They even did the, um some of that captain. They did the the stuff with the with the All Star Squadron with the All Winter Squadron and, and whatnot. And, yes. And Captain Marvel, dude. Yeah, they went deep. They went deep. And that was the show that I mean, I probably watched every episode two or three times because I got it later on. I got it on DVD and stuff. Just one of those shows that. I would always watch. I watch it right now because it, it still holds up, and that's the exact same thing that I will say about X Men. That's my number two all time. That show, except for the last season, the last season it changed animation and it changed the studio who was making it. It's kind of spotty. It's not great. Um, but up, up until then, perfect show. Every episode was good. They did the Dark Phoenix saga, the only time they've ever done it right so far in any kind of media. They, I mean, the lineups that they had at the time, I remember being like, huh, they're going to throw. It was, it was a good way to introduce an eclectic cast because they had Storm in there. They had uh, Cyclops. They had Gene uh jubilee is our like as the as the uh as the audience's perspective they had gambit which at my time at the time was probably my favorite character um and he was rogue wolverine i was mad i was mad they sidelined i was and beast i was mad they sidelined colossus though i mean yeah he did show up but he has two of the best episodes in that whole series oh yes oh yeah it was awesome when they would bring in the other characters. And my favorite is also always cold comfort because you didn't just get Iceman, You got the whole X factor crew and they kind of hinted at the fact that havoc was brothers with Cyclops because their powers wouldn't work on each other. That's my favorite episode by far of all time. Um, but yeah, it was just every episode. And even in the background, sometimes you'd be like, Oh, I know who that guy is. Oh, that's Warpath. What's he doing there? He's I just a guy in the background. The, I think that was actually the first show that Deadpool showed up in an animated form. Yeah, he was, was just some like, silent guy yeah, on the in the back. In a background shot, yeah. Yep, and they would do that with a lot of people. I mean, I remember being, because I was so hev- heavy into uh, the X-Men at the time. Like, that was one of the books that I collected, you know, I think every episode up until that point, I think I had every episode, every issue up until that point I had. And I mean, probably starting around the time with the Jim Lee, all new X-Men, that was when I was heavily collecting. And I mean, every character in a, in a panel, you're like, Oh my God, that's so-and-so that's so-and-so. Then they brought in the Morlocks. Then they brought in the, the, the time with the uh, apocalypse and the four horsemen. It was just everything in the comics was on there and it was done well and it was serious yeah. enough to a kid. They, I they mean, did the Mojo World stuff and Long yeah. Shot. Yeah. Just a, an awesome, awesome series. I remember me and my cousin used to watch it all the time. And every time it was on, we would just just bathe in the excellence. And then I think they 
Pizza Hut was doing like a give. It wasn't a giveaway. You you could buy the tapes of season one, and uh, I remember buying those. And just I still have the. Uh, it came when you bought the, when you bought the tapes from Pizza Hut. It came with like a poster, like a little poster, like maybe maybe like eight by five or something like that. I still have that poster hung up in my room. Um, it's just one of those things that like it just brings me such happy memories that show. And it's still holds up because I just recently watched it again. I forget what it was on. It was on one of the streaming apps that I have recently watched it again. And it still holds up. I mean, it's, it's a great show and can't say that with a lot of shows, but with all the ones we've named so far, they all hold up going back to our childhoods with not, not and some of that stuff. And some of that doesn't always hold up, but, these ones do, and the top, the creme de la creme, is Batman, Batman the Animated yeah. Series. There is never going – I can't say that. I don't think there will ever be an animated series that will top Batman the Animated Series. I don't know if it's just when it came out at the time. For me, it's just classic. It's timeless. It's the animation, the the Art Deco style of the show. It's just timeless. And – they do the stories and the characters so well, and the voice cast is so perfect. I can't another show that. It's another show that reimagined characters and gave us new versions that people now think of as. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Mr. Freeze right there. That's what I was about to say. Mr. Freeze is pretty much that way because of that move, uh, because of that show. Yep. Um, we have Harley Quinn because of that show. Yep. People think of Two-Face because of the way they think of him because of that show. Not because of the way he was in the comics. He was in the comics. He was okay, but it, was, it wasn't never that much depth to the character as, as was shown. Yeah. In, in, and uh, even the character show. design for him. I mean, yeah. it was all, he was always just a very colorful character in the comics. He was always wearing like that tweed one side, uh, yeah. like regular, uh, you know, no pattern. On one side and it would be like the the, the tweed, free yeah. flag, on the other, it was just... And the contrast like, that they did to keep it in that Art Deco, timeless classic look, where it's just half black, half white. His hair is half black, half white. It's so perfect. Face. It's so perfect. I mean, there's not a design in that show that I dislike. The only one I could think of that I was like, yeah, was Bane, because... But he looked like Bane. You know what I mean? It, they... They didn't go crazy. Gave him, it's because they gave him an actual like luchador mask as opposed to the original mask. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably why. I, I would rather he didn't have the mouth exposed. I think that's probably why. But I mean, other than that, every character, Man Bat. Man Bat was terrifying. Yeah, that um, was really good. It just things like that, like, I don't know, man. And even taking like the Danny DeVito version of the Penguin making them not so gross and mm -hmm. kind of keeping that aesthetic worked so well. Um, the, as they went on further on in the uh, series, bringing in the gray and black suit, which looked fantastic for Batman. Um, they got into all of his, not all of his, but a lot of his uh, histories with the Robins and just, it, just a fantastic show. I mean, fantastic. They're actually continuing both that show and Justice League currently in comic book form right now. I heard that. 
Um, but I, I, I do need to, I do, when, when you're done, I do need to change something because screw reboot. I can't believe I forgot. I can't believe I forgot. My real time. I'm so <laughs> no, I mean, I could, I could just gush for hours about the Batman animated series. I mean, I would just be babbling. It wouldn't make any sense. It would just be like, I love this. And I love that. It's because it's, it's such a groundbreaking show. Like it did. I mean, it has its own art style, like it, yeah. it, to the point where like, the, I mean, and the things that they were doing, like no one had ever drawn backgrounds on black paper before. Exactly. I'm going to bring that up. It was amazing. Like, uh, like, um, I think they called it dark deco. Yeah. Was it, was it, uh, was the style that they coined? Um, and it was so well done that not only did it, did that show do great, it launched an entire universe of television shows by Bruce Tim. I mean, and Dan Didio to an extent, but it's, it's but like, why I couldn't choose. Yeah. I mean, the only, the only reason I can choose is because it's such a clear, it's, it's such a, a cut above. It's such a cut above everything else. Yeah. I mean, they're all good. Don't get me wrong. And they, they all have good writing, but the, and I think a lot of it has to do, I'm such a huge fan of the 89 Batman and they took a lot of the design from that and kind of just gave it a slight animated tilt and also that art deco tilt because i mean the the batmobile looks almost identical to the 89 mm -hmm. batmobile um the people walking around with the fedoras and the trench coats straight out of that movie um just so much of it is a lot like that movie and it came out what several years later it wasn't they weren't too far it like removed two years, it was like two yeah. years later yeah so it, it was just like a continuation of that movie for me and i'm such a fan of that that it kind of it all i already had the you know i already had the love of it going in but then once they started delivering i mean episode after episode it's just fantastic it, it's yeah like you said seminal work it is it's far and above every other animated show to me. Any person that says that they're a Batman fan that has not watched that show needs to correct themselves. Absolutely. I mean, I don't, and I don't mean to correct yourself saying that you're a fan. You need to correct yourself and go watch the series so that you can really appreciate how good it really is. I mean, just everything from the voice actors to the, like we said, just the art design, everything about it is just fantastic and has like, in, it took influences from the Burton films and yet it still has influenced yep. so much of Batman going forward on its own. Absolutely. That it's its own, it, it, it's not so much a Bruce, it's not a Tim Burton influence anymore it's the batman the animated series influence yeah um and i love that about it um it the best animated batman movie of all time is from that movie i, I mean it's mask good. of the Phantasm. Phantasm it, i saw it opening day in the movie theater really be away and oh so good i mean so a lot good. of it rides on the fact that that voice cast is just kevin conroy and mark hamill their voices are what I think of when I read Batman comics and yeah, they are synonymous. You know, there's, there's other, you know, other characters, not so much and, and things like that, but he is the voice I hear as Batman and, and Mark Hamill is the voice I hear as Joker. It's just, I mean, other people have done it and they've done it, done decent jobs. They've done it well, 
those two will but forever those are be the, the voices. And, and, it, and it's not only because they're good, it's also because they're the voices that we heard for like 20 years. Sure, yep. It's, I mean, they are fantastic. Don't get me wrong. They are iconic. But it's like, it's not just that they're iconic. They're iconic and they did it for so long and they've done it for multiple things. Yeah, that, it, that show, it, they brought them back, yep. Yeah, so it's become, it's, it's become a point of like contention. Your brain just automatically does it. Right, yep. So, um, my, I, I gotta, I'm erasing reboot and I'm sorry, I feel like an idiot. You're Gargoyles. rebooting your choice, huh? Yeah, I'm rebooting my my choice. It's Gargoyles. Gargoyles, another great show. Another great that's show. What it is. That's, that's why that's I was cool. like, I don't know how I didn't think about this. Gargoyles is the show that I always put up there right next to Batman, the animated series. Yeah. Because yeah. in my mind, they did very similar things, but very differently. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I end up putting two of yours. I end up putting Batman, Spider-Man, and Gargoyles, all three up there at, um, on the same tier because those three, even though Batman didn't do the serial storytelling that Gargoyles and um, Spider-Man did, yeah, were what I came to know for animated storytelling. Yeah, These are your benchmarks. If you can't reach the heights of these or anywhere near them, then don't even try. Yes. Because they set such a high bar for storytelling that it was just it, it, like I'd never seen anything like that in cartoons before. Gargoyles made me like Shakespeare. Yeah, and that's I didn't even know I liked Shakespeare until Gargoyles, and then I started realizing because I had I'd only just started reading any Shakespeare because Gargoyles came out I was in like sixth grade, and right. and I was like I just read. I don't even remember what, I think it was a Midsummer's Night's Dream for a class or something like that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm watching Gargoyles and literally characters from, from Macbeth and Midsummer's Night's Dream are showing up in nope. Gargoyles. Yeah, because it was a year after that. And I'm like, oh, 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 okay. I know these characters. Puck, Pan, yeah, no. I, what, what is going on here? What is this? What is, oh, this is, oh. We went and it just blew my mind. The fact and the way they did it too. The fact that they would tell you like literally like, oh yeah, you remember this episode from like last season? We're going to reference it now. Because they would give you like a little recap of what happened with those characters the last time you saw them. Which was very comic book-esque. Because I remember that being like my brain at the time going, oh, this is what they do in comics. That's cool. Yeah. And talk, talk about yeah. a voice cast. I mean, you got. Oh, God. That, that was the Star Trek The Next Generation. Like, that was like the hangout. <laughs> yeah, true. Because what? Jonathan like, Freaks. Um, yeah. They, they had a. Circus. Yeah. Michael Dorn. Yep. Um, yeah. Then they ended up getting. Uh, Prince Spiner. Uh, Prince Spiner. Yeah. 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 Play. Oh, my God. When I, oh, oh, oh. When I found out he when he was playing Puck, I was so excited. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, yeah, the, the show is great. Um, the stories that they told were so good. And it, and that's another one that went to some dark places. Mm-hmm. And and still, and this is Disney, and still was ever able to make it family friendly. Like to this day, I'm still wondering why we haven't had a reboot, a live action. There really should be. There should be something. Show because they created so much 
they did such good world building and lore building and character building that it's like, it's a shame to just have those. Like, it got to a point, like, they couldn't even, I don't know what happened. They couldn't even push the Blu-rays out the way they needed to. Like, I'm like, you you put out the first two volumes and you put out a volume for the first season and then then you just fell off. Where's the second? Where's the third? Like, yeah. well, no, you. I don't need the third, really. But the second, where's the second? Like, the show was just so good. And they touched then Shakespeare, Greek mythology, freaking Norse mythology, yeah. like Japanese mythology. Like, yo, they went everywhere. I, I, I. When they started doing the Avalon stuff, oh, yeah, no. that's like, that's going. I remember the most, honestly. Yeah, that was that was a really good show. They should, they really should, they should reboot it somehow or live action something. Um, it's it's funny because it's almost non-existent if you're thinking about what you know the references in today Disney is. You know what I mean? Like you hardly ever hear that ever you know we're we're talking about it now but you know be outside of that it's not in any of their like i've been to the disney store in the last several years and there's nothing for them you know what i mean like yeah yeah, there's my there should be a there should still be a big giant goliath statue i don't understand like that would just be cool to look at and people would want to take a picture with it so i mean you would think and because i've been to disney at around halloween time and they do all the stuff for the uh uh what is it called uh jack skellington uh a nightmare jesus christ or christmas and all a that. nightmare yep. before christmas they do all that stuff so they have this whole park that's kind of redecorated for that stuff you would think that with the dark gothic style of gargoyles that would be included in there but it's not it's weird it's like and it really is it's and it and it's one of those things that as soon as you say it to someone my age yeah like oh yeah that show was fantastic yeah that what happened to that and and that right there just it's like it's one of those things where you're like well disney what is wrong with like it there there's a market for it you just gotta you have to put it back out there so people remember i really think it, it may just be a fact uh, of like waiting for it to come around again, because if you think about it, we're just getting a He-Man reboot now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like who's to say several years from now, somebody won't go and pitch like, Hey, remember that, you know, that show or just like Thundercats is coming out. You remember Thundercats is hitting. Remember that show Gargoyles. We could do something with that. And then you could that, get it. That's not a bad, that's not a bad way of thinking about it and there was and this is this is the thing that upset me the most jordan peele has said that he would love to do a gargoyles movie okay i would be on board with that i yeah just give it to him like i'm, I'm like at this like more i'm like disney should just be like i'm sorry what yeah sure no no we're not doing anything with that yo just give it to him give it to him mm-hmm We'll see what he comes up with. And, yeah, and really, what, like, what do you have you to lose? lose. You yeah. can't lose. But anyway, yeah, I digress. You can do something. That was my You're reboot. Really good with it. My reboot is Gargoyles. <laughs> All right. I like that. Um, so, yeah, I don't have – I do have one thing I wanted to touch on because we were talking about the, the movies that were based off of Disney Park rides and stuff like that, um, mm-hmm. either last episode or the episode oh, before that. One, the animated series was another runner-up. What was it? Spawn the Animated Series is another runner-up. Oh, Spawn the Animated Series. That was pretty good. Um, 
again, that was one that would they get one or two seasons of that? Two. Two. Okay. Yeah. I only remember watching maybe no, three, 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 three. Did they really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even remember that. Um, but it was funny. I was looking up the other day, I was looking up movies that were based on Disney attractions and mm-hmm. <laughs> the one that I forgot about, I don't even think I mentioned it was they made a TV movie version of tower of terror, which is, it was made in 1997 and it starred, uh, it stars Steve Gutenberg and Kristen Stort or Kirsten Dunst, I should say. Kirsten Dunst. I watched it last night because it's free on uh, YouTube. It is awful. So don't go out of your way to watch it. No, I I think I may have heard of it, but I just blocked it out of my mind. And it follows kind of the story of what the ride is, but it's so bad, dude. It is really, really bad. And even it was boring. But the story was so goddamn dumb that I couldn't even get <laughs> couldn't even get past it. Um, there was also a, the movie The Country Bears, which I forgot that was a thing. And um, they also made a movie of Mission to Mars, which was basically a thing that was back in the day. They had a ride. It was Flight to the Moon that was changed to Mission to Mars, and that was basically a sci-fi movie that was has a ton of really good actors in it and it was directed by brian de palma who is a fantastic director but it just kind of fell by the wayside nobody ever watched it or cared about it or anything like that but uh i figured i would just mention those because we didn't there's somebody out there who's like oh there was this too you know what i mean and at the time we weren't we weren't looking them up or anything but i thought after after the fact i looked it up and i was like oh that's right these were things and that one you probably shouldn't watch. I don't know about Mission to Mars. That may be good. But that uh, that Tower of Terror movie is garbage. So This needs to be avoided at all costs. Oh. Yeah, not good. Not good. But I, I love that ride. The ride is awesome. And uh, unfortunately, it's I think it's gone now. So they took it out of circulation in the Disney World Resort. I don't know if it's still at Disneyland. But uh they replaced it with that guardians of the galaxy ride. So not really relevant, but I just figured I'd throw that out there. Cause I know that there's somebody who listened to the episode and went, Oh, you forgot about this. And you forgot about that. So <laughs> just across the, uh, across the T's and dot the I there. Um, anything else you wanted to touch on before we get going no, here? No, that was it. All Sorry. Right. I had to change my, uh, my one choice, but. I got I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Don't let it happen again, though, because then we're going to have. I know. I will, have I'll, never, I'll, I'll never let it happen again. <laughs> um. So with that, I guess I will say thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week to talk about last week. Till then, thank you. This is Ed, and this is Brian. Thank you guys. Have a good one. <laughs>